When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek here and a very special guest live streaming in from the Hamptons. Katie here. How you doing, Katie? Oh, boy. Oh, good. Let's jump right into it because there's some hot stuff going on today. I'm telling you, sometimes we're uh, we're stretching a bit here. I think we've got an actual full stack of stories, though. So I'm very excited about the day. A good mix of uh, happy and sad things and interesting things. So let's start with... T- <laughs> Who doesn't love a mix? Little good Who doesn't mix. love a sprinkling of sad? A very Hit good it. mix with a little, little dose of sad. All right. So <laughs> TLC's uh, Chili, you know Chili from, from TLC, of was of spotted at, the, at a beach in Hawaii with a very special uh, person. The other person was Matthew Lawrence. This is the most 80s slash early 90s couple I've ever spotted. This is 90s. And he's going through a divorce now because he was married to Cheryl Burke, the Dancing with the Stars uh, star, for, for a couple years, right? And they are going through a divorce. He fi- uh, she, filed, uh, she filed for divorce six months ago. So Matthew is a single man, still very good looking. The Lawrence family... One of those families that just uh, deals good looking. I mean, just so good looking. Joey just, was was heartthrob, blossom heartthrob, and then he had his love, own little love rap of my career. life. Love of your he life. Does, he doesn't know it, but he's <laughs> the love of my life, Joey Lawrence. Um, so they say it's not romantic, but you always see these things, and then there's a little bit of a lag, right? There's a we're not romantic, and then all of a sudden we're going to see him holding hands, and they're going to have to fess up. So I don't know. The, the claim is that. Nothing romantic is going on. They're just good friends. But I don't wade into the water uh, with with chili. I just don't do it. <laughs> you you would never see me Hold wading on. into the water. Nobody's with chili. wading into the water with a friend. You only wade into the water if you want something more. Right? It's very we romantic. Can all agree. And when and when you look at them in these videos, they're kind of even like they're very close. They're very close to each other. Going. I'm sorry. When you look at the photos of this, they're they're very close to each other. I, they're sharing intense conversation. Like, let me let me paint you a picture. Katie and I are very good friends. I you will never, never go- see a picture of us wading into <laughs> the water that close. When we have never. conversations, we I, keep a respectful distance from one I, another. We've been doing the six feet rule before COVID <laughs> was even around. That's that's my general rule when I hang out with you. I need six feet or more. Otherwise, we've it's had just the, uncomfortable. We've had a very safe relationship throughout the pandemic and beforehand. We just keep that distance and it, always a nice juggling distance. Sometimes she'll come in my office and she stays across the desk and she juggles and things like that. Very entertaining, but no waiting in the water. So <laughs> I think this is going to end up being romantic right now. They are, as I said, the reps are saying nothing dating. They're just good friends. But I know a good way. And I messed it up. I'm sorry. Cheryl Burke was married to Matthew, not Chili. They've never been together. Thank you for clarifying that that because I was looking at my notes and I said, (laughs) maybe she knows something about a a secret marriage to Chili. So they are. This could be just a hot new 90s couple alert. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, here for it, as the kids say, because I love Uh, I love both of them. And they they, they just scratch an itch for my 90s nostalgia Uh, that hasn't been scratched in a while. I need you to never say scratch itch again. <laughs> I'm very itchy. I'm very. I'm excited. Very I, I I think we're going to see more of them together, and I think they'll they'll finally admit that they are 
together. Okay, so there's a lot of speculation about TLC and Matthew Lawrence. Now take me to a couple where we don't need to speculate as much because they're married. We know they're together. I mean, okay, so Ben Affleck, it's officially official. They're moving in together. If the marriage didn't tip you off that this couple would live together, this this is the next clue. He listed his Pacific Palisades home for $30 million, which means he's he's ditching his house. Um, so they're definitely going to shack up together, right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, they are shacking up. And when you ditch a $30 million spread, so the Palisades, so people who don't live in California know, is this gorgeous part right on the coast. It's up in the cliffs uh, above Malibu. So you get these beautiful views from the Palisades. Uh, but he's giving it up because he's he's shacking up. And I think they're getting this massive, massive spread uh, because they've got two families to combine. You know, J-Lo has yeah. the kids with Mark Anthony. He's got the kids with Jennifer Garner. They need some space. The family. Needs yeah, they're some certainly space. not going to make all five kids share one room. Right. Like right. we're not going to have a bunk. J-Lo and Ben Affleck are not having a bunk bedroom. His it, the, the compound he just listed now was already a seven ba- seven bedroom, nine bathroom house that he listed for twenty nine point nine nine five million. He actually bought this in 2018 for nineteen point two five. So if he sells this, he's they, he's just making over a ten million dollar profit if he sells it at this price. Um, it's and, incredible you know, that this was his bachelor pad too. This seven I, bedroom spread. We're talking about like, oh, he's got a oh shack up with Jennifer. He had a seven bedroom place. This is hardly yeah, with like a, with a massive pool and yeah. a spa, thirteen thousand square feet. Like it is crazy. So, but it, it looks like. Ben and JLo, they've already moved into a new mansion, right? Like yes. they, we, we've seen them. We saw them shopping mansion. We saw the man- mansion shopping right before they got married and they would, they would get close and then, and then the sale would fall through. Right. But I think they actually have, they've pulled, they've, they've done it. They're, right? leas- like, they're leasing a place now and the, they're leasing a place from somebody else who has a celebrity connection. James Packer. Remember James Packer, Mariah Carey, that whirlwind oh, romance. The- he was the yes, like the big Australian billionaire. billionaire. Exactly. Well, With he, the yacht. Yes, the yacht. Well, he owns like a bunch of real estate and they're leasing a place that he bought for 60 million. So when you buy a place for 60 million, we call the 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 float, the monthly float of that place is a lot. So you bet they're yes. shelling out a lot in in rental payments. So they're looking to buy because you know you don't want to flush money down the toilet renting. And that's why they go mansion hopping. Uh, but he's listing this place. He'll have 10 million bucks in his pocket. That's a nice down payment for whatever new place that they is. get. And- but I have to say, when two people are exceptionally wealthy, like JLo and Ben, it wouldn't have surprised me if he did hang on to his bachelor mansion, right? Like, just, they're only leasing a house now. Don't you always kind of want that area just to, not saying that it's not going to work out, because it is. They seem very happy, and obviously, now that he's getting rid of it, it's like he's he's in it for the, the rest of his life. But I agree with just, you completely. if you're that wealthy, just keep a little bachelor mansion for yourself that you can pop over and just take a little alone time for a night. <laughs> a little contingency Don't you want plan. That? They call it a pied a terre. It's like a little me space because they're going to yeah. inevitably look, they're married. Yes, they're older and more mature. They've been through the ringer uh, and they finally closed the deal on like a, a relationship that is you know, been the greater part of 20 years in their life. So it's probably pretty stable that they're both in their 50s now. But I agree with you. You got to have a backup plan. Got to have a do, back pocket. Do you let your spouse keep their bachelor mansion, though? I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I, I don't think you do. Right. I, I, like you I, say I, no. I think J-Lo probably said we're going to sell the bachelor. I think I think she's uh, saying, like, look, you'll never fully commit when you got the place in the Palisades. And I need the the Ben who's all in, who pushes all the it's chips true. in the center and is ready for life with J-Lo. Now, 
I think he may regret it. I think he may regret I mean, not having the Dallas I mean, he's going to miss that place. on solo spa time. No, yes. he's going <laughs> to miss solo spa time because this place is beautiful. We got some shots of it. You can check them out of the website, but this is an absolutely gorgeous place. But good luck to them. Look, I, yes, I, I, they, I, I think it's a great move that he's getting rid of his bachelor mansion. It's it means it's very serious. Yes, it's so a very big step. Deal. All right. Living together. Best of luck. Best of luck to Ben and Jen. I hope those two <laughs> kids make it, you know, very, very successful couple. I want to go to our uh, sad story. Um, and this is a very, very personal story for both Katie and myself. Uh, Olivia Newton-John passed away. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to overstate uh, how important she is, but I think she's important to people our age more than more than the younger generation. So it's, this was a, a good reminder. If there's ever a good reminder in death, you know, she was fighting uh, cancer for, you know, 30 years. She was first diagnosed uh-huh. in the early 90s, came, uh, you know, was in remission for years, came back in 2013 and then again in 2017. And uh, she, she finally succumbed to it after that long battle. But she was massive. I mean, you know, oh, it, my God, it, Are it's you not just Greece. Greece. Yeah, but. But all, who didn't just watch Grease every single day and then go sing all of her parts alone in your bedroom mirror, I, right? It, it's like The Wizard of Oz to me. It was, it was a it, movie that was constantly playing. It's, there's some of these movies that they, they're just timeless. You watch that, it's a, it's a capsule. It's got young John Travolta. It's got young uh, Olivia Newton-John. The songs are incredible, the entire soundtrack. And she's so critical to it because she was adorable. She was like a, like uh, a Meg Ryan type best. figure who could sing. And yeah, uh, but then she had huge success. Like let's get physical, right? Most popular song from the eighties, bigger than any Madonna hit. She, and it's then crazy. Take Xanadu, that in. everything. I mean, she has the biggest and, song from the eighties, the decade with Michael Jackson, Madonna, Bruce Springsteen, I Prince. And it is Olivia Newton-John. Even after the cancer diagnosis. I mean, she was just doing concerts in Vegas uh, up until a few years ago. Because my sister was going, still paying for the meet and greet. I mean, we really were really, <laughs> we really love Olivia Newton-John and my family. And it and was you posted just a very so touching sad. tribute. You did, oh, uh, where did. you were singing I, with I, Sully, hopelessly I, devoted I, to you, and it really it, seemed to affect you by the firelighting. It was really, I really just have been blasting hopelessly devoted to you for the last, you know, uh, forty-eight hours. But you know, she had this super close relationship with her daughter, and she even did a bunch of interviews when she first got this diagnosis. That her whole reason for fighting so hard was because she had this really super close relationship with her daughter. They had such a lovely, it seemed like her daughter was there every step of the way during this fight. Absolutely. Um, Chloe, Chloe Latanzi, who is her, her only child, actually. So she's 36 yes. years old now and obviously very close to her mother. And as you were saying, the, the tributes have been rolling out. And one of these tributes was from an Australian TV reporter uh, named... Sorry, what is it? Oh, Richard. named Richard Wilkins. And you can watch this clip where he is just overcome with emotion because she was British born, but she was such a fixture in Australia. She was raised in Australia. So obviously a lot of the news, uh, the, the news media knew her on a personal level. So she gives this touching tribute where he says he's numb and still still grappling with the reality that she's passed. And then Chloe, uh, Olivia's daughter, leaves him this very, very touching message. We, we got the clip here. Hi, Richard. This is Chloe. Um, I just saw your beautiful tribute to my mommy, and I I just wanted to hold you. I saw how much you loved her, and I just want you to know that she's free now, and she's out of pain, and all the family's here together, and she's making the sunshine, and the dogs are running around and barking, and the horses are galloping, and... I just want you to know that that she's free from pain now and um she fought so hard and I was with her every step of the way and um I just felt your love and I want you to know mommy and I both cared about you care about you so much 
So um, I love you, my friend. Thank you for doing that. It, it's oh, so, that is it's just so heartbreaking. Raw. Yeah. I know it really is. And, and but I loved what she said, how she's making the sunshine. And she's obviously, you know, they um, they lived on this ranch and Olivia Newton John loved. She had mini horses because she said she couldn't ride anymore. Like so Arnold Schwarzenegger's still, mini horses. Yeah. So she would she had two mini horses that she, so she could still get her horse fixed. So she was like, she said, I can't ride anymore because I think of the cancer. So she she would just go down and pet her horses and she had dogs running around. It just seemed like the most beautiful place. So for her daughter to paint this picture, just saying like, I can still feel my mother's presence. Oh, it's so, it's so beautiful, but also just heartbreaking. Yeah. It's really aching. You can hear it in her voice. And like I said, this was uh, Olivia Newton-John's only child. So their relationship was so close. And, yeah. and, and, Olivia was actually, uh, you know, quite vibrant until the end. There were pictures just a few days before her passing uh, with with Chloe, and and they just look so close. You know, I I have kids, so I always I'm I'm a sucker for for these like sort of parental relationships. But really, when there's just one, when it was just Nixie before Carter, <laughs> Would you stop? the depth of the relationship <laughs> is so much deeper. Now Carter, I gotta divide Carter it, and de- it. <laughs> and deal with this Carter guy. Ru- he came in. Yeah. Um, but it's also I think it's lovely to say, too, that in all the pain that her daughter Chloe's feeling that she's still taking time to reach out and comfort others, like letting this this reporter know how important he was to them is also a really beautiful thing. And then John Travolta's tribute killed me how he signed it. Yours from the moment I saw you in forever. You're Danny, comma, you're John. Uh, it's it's uh, even you even you just quoting John Travolta. It gave me chills because he has been so consistent. There's a clip going around now as well that he really fought for her to be Sandy. There were other people in consideration. Remember, John Travolta was already on Welcome Back, Cotter. He was kind of a big star, but she was this huge pop star. Um, and they were thinking about another pop star for this musical. They were thinking about, I think, Linda Ronstadt and people like that. And you can just imagine as much as I love Linda Ronstadt. The movie is is made by John Travolta and and, and Olivia Newton John. So all these tributes, he's obviously devastated over the news, and it it, it's just a huge it's loss. So it sad, really but you know what? Her her music and her movies will live on forever. So at least we have we have that. Yeah, and all of them but are shooting R. up R. the charts on Spotify, which is I lovely know. when you see Makes like physical see on, the, on yeah. the number one spot instead of a, a Drake song or whatever. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right, so let's move to something uh, uh, pretty serious that's going on as well. Uh, The Trump FBI raid. So there is now... Rosie O'Donnell is... Happy lady. She's a happy, happy lady these days. I think a lot of people are very joyful. I think, you know, they're seeing sort of this come up and we've watched the January 6th hearings for so many weeks. So this is not uh, sort of directly connected. At least the, the warrant was about 
records that he removed from the White House. So when you are president, you don't own the records. There's there's statutes that the Presidential Records Act that says you got to leave certain stuff. You have to preserve certain things. But apparently, you know, he flouts uh, laws openly. He thinks he is the law. So when he left the White House, he brought a bunch of boxes and they were trying to get access to that information. Uh, there seems to be something more afoot. They think there may be something criminal, obviously, because when you get a warrant, you have to show probable cause that a crime has been committed. Um, and they raided the place. So they were there for hours. They went into his safe. He says they, you know, Donald Trump says they ransacked Melania's wardrobe. They were really tearing the place apart and kind of. And they were not there, right? Trump and he was, was not, not there. there. He, he was, was in, in New York, York, which was which was um, the FBI wanted to make sure he wasn't there. Right. Yes, because otherwise you've got to cuff the subject and detain them off to the side while you search the premises because you don't want them flushing documents down the toilet, trying to shred them, interfering with the with the search. Uh, so they did it in a, in as palatable a way as possible as you can do to a former president. But obviously he came out with statements saying this is a witch hunt, his usual fake news media. They're going to find nothing. We'll see. But going and on. He's, along- he's even going as far as to say that they might have planted evidence. Of which course is- he is. Of course right. he is. Because because the, all he does is sort of will things into existence by bloviating to his supporters that it's already Ill- illegitimate before the investigation is even concluded because he's setting that narrative. He's a master of this and we'll see if it works this time. But if they find smoking guns, it's going to be a tough situation. Well, parallel. And now Hillary Clinton is selling uh, hats that say <laughs> butter emails, <laughs> which I think are actually pretty popular. I think they're flying off the, the shelves. I know, because everyone is saying, well, what about our emails? What about Hunter Biden's laptop? Right. Why didn't you do this to them? Everyone is sort of saying it's politicized if you're a Trump supporter. If not, it's it's sort of just desserts if you're on the left. So we'll see where this shakes out. But in parallel, there's uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James has had an axe to grind with Donald Trump for a long time. She's yes. been doing a civil investigation of Donald Trump for a long time and has made many quotes to the media that she's going to be a gadfly. She's going to bother him. That's one of her uh, uh, sort of chief priorities. And so she was going to depose him and she brought him in. He comes out. There's pictures of him with his fists raised. And he released a statement that said, uh, I'm invoking my Fifth Amendment privilege, which for Donald Trump to stay silent Ooh. is a it, big, big deal. Unprecedented. He's never stayed uh, silent a second in his life. And in a matter of fact, he has clowned people who have invoked the Fifth Amendment. And so he notices his own hypocrisy. So here's part of his statement. He says, I once asked, if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Because he used to clown people who stayed silent. And then he says, now I know the answer to the question. When your family, the company, all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and the fake news media, you have no choice. First of all, the grammar in this sentence is impeccable. He didn't write it. <laughs> He definitely didn't write this oh, God. statement. Definitely not. No, it does, it does no. have witch hunt. It's got a few, a few of his favorite uh, phrases, fake news media. But uh, him taking the fifth is a very, very big deal because this is, is, is going to have huge implications for what happens in 2024. Will this gambit work? Now, if he gets deposed and they find something harmful, it could really hurt his chances of running in 2024. So it seems he's kind of running out the clock and making sure that he's managing all these disastrous things that are happening to him. But... This is a big development. We have never seen a president, a former president's house raided by the FBI. It just hasn't happened. Not Nixon, not any of the people you think of had this happen to them. And if he did take documents, that could serve. You can serve jail time for that, right? Absolutely. These are these are when you are a you're a servant of the American people. You're subject to these statutes. If he took these documents and he shredded them and put them down the toilet and who knows, there's been lots of speculation those are crimes and he can serve time. And and you get the sense that he doesn't believe that he is subject to the same rules as the rest of ordinary uh, civilians. 
It's oh, do you get true. that sense? <laughs> I sort of get that sense. No, I'm, I'm starting, to, I'm not sure. I'm kind of feeling like he might think the rules don't apply to him. I'm just, I don't want to throw that theory out there. It's yeah. wild. It's a wild one. <laughs> now but... stop me if I'm wrong, but I think he's, he's yeah, kind of above the law wrong. in some ways. So this is a developing story. I know it is, uh, you know. There's this a... is going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. And people are coming out and you just see the sides once again. So insane. Trump supporters on sides of the road with flags in Mar-a-Lago. And then you have, you know, the liberals on the other side just celebrating in the streets. I mean, it's it's this is the wildest part crazy. Uh, to me is, is is that people would come out and rally around the raid. They they went to Mar-a-Lago and they are so supportive of him without even knowing what was recovered in the raid. <laughs> they're already protesting the raid itself. What, what if he had a dead body? What if he had like I mean, what if they recovered all sorts of crazy I, stuff? I don't even want to know what they found in his toilets. If I'm being <laughs> it's very, very know. strange to me. But these are the times we live in. All right. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. But uh, let's move on because this we got a really great video. We need to talk about this is my favorite maybe story of the day so we've gotten yes. all the sad stuff all the serious stuff out of the way we also have sean mendez so sean mendez uh canceled a, a a world tour recently uh citing some mental health issues that he was going through so we got him actually out at lax and asked him uh you know what's going on what are you doing with your time now you canceled this are you healthy we're sort of trying to figure out uh if if sean is doing well so check out this clip with charlie Hey, just wondering, what are you doing to unwind and, you know, feel right again, you know, on this big break? Uh, yeah, man, I mean, taking a lot of time just, like, doing therapy. Oh, nice one. Yeah, just taking it easy, man. I think, like, spending time with family that I haven't been able to, and just, like... Any fun stuff? Are you doing anything that you wouldn't get to do otherwise with the time off? Yeah, I think for me it's just, like, about spending time doing things that I haven't really done over the last few years and just, like, you know, having dinners with friends and stuff, like... God, you're good looking, bro. Thank you, For real. Bro, if I you mean, ever need a pick I'm me so, up, I think char meeting Char Charlie at the airport got to make you feel good. Well, I mean, it's really, I mean, because it was, it was kind of, it was a really intense story, right? How Sean Mendez he canceled his whole tour. He came out and he said he just wasn't feeling himself. He couldn't. He hit mental health. His mental health was suffering, and so you know he upset a lot of fans. And so we're kind of talking to him about all this and he's he's in therapy, spending time with family and, and Charlie Cotton can't even take any of it in because he's so mesmerized <laughs> by how good looking Sean Mendez is, which he does look great. He does look. This, this is shock. This is amazing. It tells you how good looking Sean Mendez is. Charlie is a seasoned professional. He sees good looking people at the airport. He interviews celebrities for a living at LAX. And when Sean Mendez is talking to him and clearly looking for his car, not maybe wanting to talk to him too much, but he just sees lips flapping. He doesn't hear what's coming out of his mouth. Charlie's good at pivoting and asking follow ups. And his only follow up is, my God, you're attractive. Uh, and he does this a couple of times in the, in the clip. It's pretty great. But it is nice to hear that Sean Mendez, you know, I think he, he I love that he I know he upset some fans, but I think at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. And he, he just wasn't in a place where he could tour and spend long hours on stage and he just wasn't mentally there. I think it's great that he's he recognized that he's taking care of himself. He's spending time with family. He's going to dinner with friends. Sean Mendez might be at Benihana right now. We don't know. <laughs> I hope he is. I hope he is. I hope he's having a lovely time. And when he's ready and he's gone, gone through a bunch of therapy, then he can go tour again yeah i i, I agree like a better improved version of himself so I'm, I'm happy for him i am too it's a reminder that you know i looked it up sean mendez is 24 years old it's very very young he's crammed in so much adult life already with world tours his uh very public relationship with camilla cabello and 
there's just a lot that you need sometimes to reset and, and spend time with family and friends. At 24, I certainly couldn't have handled all of the stresses that he has in his life. So I think it's good for him to sort of get back in touch with his mental health. We see a lot of young people doing this these days. They didn't yeah. used to do it in the past. He used to sort of ring out whatever career they have. But Naomi Osaka, all sorts of people do this now. And uh, there's a real stigma about talking about your mental health, saying like, hey, I'm depressed. I'm not well mentally. Um, so people just wouldn't talk about it. So I love that this generation is like, hey, no, stop. I've got to take a minute. I'm not doing well. I'm going to therapy. It's OK to talk about. You should, you know, take care of yourself, too. It sends a really powerful message. Yeah. And the best part for Charlie is clearly that he's not eating his feelings. He's taking care of himself. He's maintaining <laughs> yeah, that beautiful, I mean, beautiful skin. Uh, this, this break obviously looks good on him because he is he is mesmerizing in this video. I'm going to I'm just going to play it on yeah. loop all day <laughs> just, on just, my computer. Just, just check it out. Just check it out. Stop, but yeah, that'll so. do it for us. Uh, thanks for joining, Katie. It was fun. Yeah, this was a great time. All right. Enjoy see you guys. Day, on, everybody. See you guys on Friday. Bye.